Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Oh, hey, before we start the show, I got to tell you about the Allegedly podcast with my lawyers, Bo Bowen and Ryan Schmidt. They got pop culture, they got legal news, they got behind-the-scenes antics, and a whole lot of laughs. One of the best podcasts I've ever heard. Allegedly with Bo and Ryan at thebowenlawgroup.com. Link in the description and everywhere you get your podcasts, of course. And now let the cartoons begin. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Today's Rachel Maddow Show Award for Headline Excellence goes to Bob Seska. The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, May 18, 2023. This is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi. Day 848 of the Biden-Harris administration, 537 days until the 24th presidential election. You can find me on Instagram, the Bob Seska. That's my handle. Twitter, Bob Seska underscore go. What else is there? Spoutable, Bob Seska. Patreon page, bobseskashow.com. And make sure to follow the Trek Politics podcast accounts at Trek Politics on Twitter and at Trek Politics on Instagram. I think we got all that shit in. Okay, good. Look, sitting right over there is the Goth Ninjas. Yeah. It is Jody Hamilton, Spicy Jody from the From the Bunker podcast. Patreon.com slash From the Bunker, also from the Stephanie Miller show. StephanieMiller.com, freespeech.org. And David Ferguson, we sometimes call him T-Rex. His music project is Astral Summer, astralsummer.bandcamp.com. Yeah, get his new single, Annie, We Ride at Dawn. All right. Hi, Goth Ninjas. Hi, yeah. you may ask. Good morning. Hi. Am I wearing a necklace of dead bluebirds? <laughs> <laughs> you, you're taking pictures of dead birds now, David. Are you okay? Yeah, is everything okay in your world? I am so disgusted with the latest developments from Elon Musk and his cascading set of white man errors that I am now officially deleted account off Twitter, free forever. Oh, so you deleted your Compromat Band account, really? Yep. Okay. Well, you're swinging for the fences then, and that's what we should all be doing. Uh, what I'm waiting we for— We should, because, I mean, we need to talk about this interview, because it's just— uh, <laughs> it's just like, it's like watching a fucking college sophomore yeah. get red pilled in real time. <laughs> yeah, you know, like he just—it's like he's edgy. He's just becoming more and more like indoctrinated into their garbage, and he's like supposed to be one of the smartest men on earth. Yeah, and yeah. he's just a fucking thirteen-year-old. He's every Twitter troll you've ever run into. Yeah, he did this interview. What was it? CNBC. 
I have a couple of clips here that we'll play, and one is super infuriating, and the the other one is just hilarious. We're gonna have some fun with the other one. This is just a gigantic pregnant pause in the middle, where. <laughs> Elon's asked about something and he just doesn't have an answer stares off into space it's almost like that gif of Rodney Dangerfield with all those equations whizzing past his face that's kind of I the thought look. that was Julia Roberts yeah <laughs> I don't know there's there are a few of them but the Rodney Dangerfield one is my favorite of those Okay, so here's Elon trying to backpedal away from saying that the Allen Texas shooter wasn't a white supremacist he thinks that's a psyop that the Texas, uh, the Allen, Texas shooter was a white supremacist, which he is. He is. I think that's indisputable. Here's Elon Musk on CNBC. But I mean, when you when you when you link to somebody who's talking about the guy who killed children in a mall in, in Allen, Texas, and you, you say something like it might be a bad psyop. I'm not quite sure what you meant, but. Oh, uh, in, in that particular case, uh, <laughs> There was uh, a uh, s somehow that that, that okay, you got it all together, Elon. <laughs> you, you figured this out yet? The, <laughs> you can start to see the wind-up monkey with the symbols clapping in his head. Just the gears grinding to a screeching halt in his head here. Uh, there was uh, a. So, somehow, that, that that's not 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 that the the the, the, that, the, the, the he hasn't is, he hasn't put forth a single humana, humana, humana. piece of information yet. You you could you do you you want you you could do Goodbye so. time. <laughs> Let's give him another chance. Here we go again. You say something like it might be a bad psyop. I'm not quite sure what you meant, but. You you could you do you you want you you could do so. You okay, I'm kidding. Here we go. Uh, there was uh, a uh, so, somehow that, that that's not 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 that the the the, 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 the people people were killed, but the, the it was I think incorrectly ascribed to be a white supremacist action. He said incorrectly ascribed. It's not as incorrect. Being, it was oh, correct. It was absolutely correct. Everyone's got it. The AP was reporting it. The police were reporting mm -hmm. it. The FBI was reporting it. Everyone was reporting it. And Elon thinks it's a psyop. Um, and the evidence for that uh, was some obscure Russian website that no one's ever heard of that had no followers. Um, and the the, the company that came, that found this is Bellingcat. Right. And do you know what Bellingcat does? Bellingcat. Right. I couldn't really even find Yeah, he was so proud that he discovered that Bellingcat allegedly does psyops. What he's doing, what, the mistake that he's Bellingcat making- Bellingcat is a research organization, right. like the well, Southern Poverty Law Center. Yeah, well, the, the mistake that he's making here is he saw someone randomly putting the information out there and automatically assume that that's the primary source of that information about white supremacy and the Allen, Texas shooter. But yeah, it's not just the cops who actually saw the swastika tattoos on his body. Exactly right. And I need to underscore something else about this particular tape. Of the two tapes that I have of Elon Musk from this interview, this is the good one.
This yeah. is where <laughs> this is where he kind of does okay. Just to give you a compare and contrast for what we're talking about here. Let's uh, wrap this up. Follow exactly what it was you were trying to express there. So that's in part why I was curious. I'm, but I'm saying that I thought this, the, 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 the ascribing it to white supremacy was bullshit. Okay. Uh, no, 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 no. What Elon Musk just said was bullshit. That's yeah. what was bullshit. It's not bullshit. It's confirmed. God, these weasels will never admit when they were wrong. When it's verifiably wrong, what Elon was saying, it's just, it's out there. And he's insisting, I guess he needs, he's so, so desperate, he's so insecure that he's got to save face. He has to continue to perpetuate the lie because well, the only Trump people, thing. well, because the it's only like, thing. Rather than admit they're wrong, they will try to wreck yeah. on reality. Exactly. Yep. Because the only people that are dumber than Elon Musk are Elon Musk's disciples, the people who love him and follow him and hang on his every ridiculous word. He's, uh, how does that saying go? He's a uh, dumb person's version of a smart person. Right. Exactly. I thought yeah. you were going to go Obi-Wan and be like, who's more foolish, the fool or the fool who follows him? Well, that's pretty good, too. So we'll take that also. We'll accept that one too, David. Uh, let's, yeah, and now we're going to finally finish this up, I, I, I think. And, and, uh, and, 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 and that the information for that uh, came from an obscure Russian website and was somehow magically found by Bellingcat, which is a company that does PSYOPs. And there's no proof, by the way, that he was not. There's no, I would say that there's no proof that he is. Yes, there is. And that's a debate you want to get into on Twitter? Yes, because we should not be ascribing things to white supremacy uh, if, if, if it's false. Well, it's not false. <laughs> That's just it. He has basically just said, like, look, don't call, you, you know, I'm a white supremacist. Don't blame shit on, don't put your shit on me. We do plenty of other shit. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. Don't forget it comes from apartheid South Africa. That's yes. also true. Bailed so, out. I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, think about where he comes from and, and where, when he grew up there on top of it all. <laughs> that that yeah. that you know he he is a white supremacist whether he wants to admit it or not mm -hmm. um, because of how he grew up. Yes, I mean, let there be no doubt that Elon Musk is a threat to democracy. In fact, mm -hmm. I wrote an article for the Banter newsletter, thebanter.substack.com, with that exact headline: "Elon Musk is a threat to democracy." We've seen a number of examples of that. This being one of them. His platforming of white supremacy being another one. I mean, not only is he downplaying the white supremacist tendencies of that shooter, but he's also platforming other white supremacists on Twitter, allowing them to buy Twitter blue verification badges, thus increasing their reach and visibility on Twitter. That's the benefit of paying whatever it is. $11, $11 billion in some cases mm. for the right to have that blue check next to you. It's not just about that the status of the blue check because that's irrelevant anymore. That's like the scarlet letter A. But what this is now is rocket fuel for making the tweets of white supremacists more visible. Then you circle back to the Turkey story, which Buzz and I talked about on Tuesday regarding uh, Elon just completely caving to demands from the Erdogan regime to... Okay, it took me till you said the word Erdogan to realize what you were talking about. I was totally less nesmining it. I'm like, what turkey? Who heard of turkey? <laughs> like, the turkey story. What turkey story? 
Uh, so you're thinking, oh, you're the thinking suppression of resistance okay. accounts in Turkey leading yeah, up to yeah, your, okay, yeah. yeah, I'm up to speed now. Which, but I, was I mean, he'll totally. Really there. Yeah. I was totally there. He's totally going to do it in 2024. I, we should count on him doing it. We should count on at least Twitter being a repeat platform for disinformation the way it was in 2016. I think that is absolutely inevitable. I hate to be that negative about what's going to happen, but I think it's clear. Did you clear. get the audio of him talking about George Soros? I don't. I don't have that audio. Because can we find a quote? Because it, this, this, this to me is what – this was what, like I'm shutting down my account now. Like yeah. I'm d- deleting my account because I remember Blogosphere 1.0. And, you know, the Soros thing was just kind of like the begin- like first symptom of red pillitis. Yeah. Is they get weird on this. I mean, the Soros thing, and it's like I just – you know, I have not come so far, my children, to have to listen to the same bullshit that we had to listen to from PJ Media and Michelle Malkin back in 2006. You know, it's fuck that place. You're making money for a guy who's already rich just by being there. Just pull up your tent stakes and go. Because this is dangerous anti-Semitic shit. Yeah. This is the kind of thing. I mean, it's. Uh, it's not just that we've heard it before in Blogosphere 1.0, but now it's like become the it, just the minute they start going Soros, Soros, you know that there's like a, a QAnon weirdo, fucked up Epstein, just ugh. Yeah, he said yeah. Uh, Soros reminds me of Magneto. Magneto Musk yeah. posted at 10 p.m. on Monday. That's apropos deep. of nothing. Yeah, the tweet mm. triggered a flood of replies comparing Soros to various symbols of ev- evil, recalling long-standing conspiracy theories that paint him as a godlike billionaire Jew who uses his philanthropic foundations to flood Europe with refugees and uh, corrupt American politics. Uh, it's like the new protocols of Zion. You know what I'm saying? Like the minute they bring his name into it, it's all about the cabals. Yeah, yeah. Cabals, cabals of Jews controlling everything. And by the way, you hear about a cabal of sorority sisters or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, by the way, the other thing you might want to do on Twitter if you're still there is to block the Krasensteins. They're just terrible disinformers, just awful people. So just you block, never block have to them. make a choice about that if you just left Twitter. Yeah, yeah. They were totally in favor of what Elon did during the Turkey elections. Absolutely 100% in favor of that. Defending Elon Musk. So Musk replied to the Krasenstein brothers uh, regarding Soros, and he said, you assume they are good intentions. I guess Soros has good intentions. They are not. He wants to erode the very fabric of civilization. Soros hates humanity. No. Yeah, that no. reads. That, but it reads better in the original German. So keep that. <laughs> keep that in mind. The original German crayon. <laughs> I think Soros is like Magneto. You know. Uh, the next clip that I have here is is interesting because it's got. What are we timing out to be? A 13-second pregnant pause? 13, 14 seconds. 14, I think you said 13 or 14 well, seconds. The wheels were turning down there in the emerald mine trying to come up with some non... <laughs> okay, let's listen to it without us interfering with it because we're going to have some fun with it here in a second. So <laughs> this, is the, this is the raw clip. We're not going to talk over this. We're just going to let it play. There's going to be a like a 13, 14 second I gap. That of parenthetical. Some... We're not going to talk over this T Rex, <laughs> David. Uh, here we go. Here's the clip of uh, Elon Musk unable to answer a simple question from CNBC. Or there are advertisers on Twitter that Linda Yaccarino will come and say, "You got to stop, man." Or you know, I can't get these ads because of some of the things you tweet. 
You know, I'm reminded of... <laughs> wow. Uh, so, like, what is he doing there on camera? I can't see it. He's he, staring like, off staring into space. staring into space? Yes, he's staring off to his right. Like, there's some sort of factory floor behind him. I don't know if he's at SpaceX or where he is. I think he's at Tesla. I think Tesla. there were cars below mm. him. Okay. So he's staring down onto the factory floor, in a sense, but just with a complete blank look on his face. Oh, and then at one point, you can see his eyes darting back and forth. So right. <laughs> as he's trying to construct, as he's trying to find a thought, and the only thing he can grab is a reference to the Princess Bride. That's where he lands on this. Of, uh, <laughs> it was a scene in The Princess Bride. <laughs> God. Great movie. What? Great um, Where he confronts the person who killed his father. And he says... Oh. <laughs> I'm, 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 wow. My name I'm is Inigo Montoya. Jesus. You, <laughs> you killed my father. Prepare to die. I know it. What? Yes, but that's not the quote he's searching for. That's the, oh, no. the crazy thing, because as soon as you think of that scene, that's the quote. Your quote, what right. you just said, Jody, what you just said, David, that's the thing you think of when you think of that scene from The Princess Bride. Yeah. But Elon's got some other quote that no one ever thinks of. He says, offer me money. What? Offer me power. What? I don't care. So you just don't care. <laughs> what? You want to share what you have to say? I'll say what I want to say, and if if if, uh, if the consequence of that is losing money, so be it. Okay. What? <laughs> All right. Wow, that was painful. It's so high. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right. Let's try something here. I wonder how many trucks we can drive through this pregnant pause. Let's see. Or there are advertisers on Twitter that Linda Yaccarina will come and say, you got to stop, man. Or, you know, I can't get these ads because of some of the things you tweet. <laughs> All right, here comes another one. You know, Two I'm reminded of... Oh, there we got. Uh, <laughs> we got two whole trucks. We got two wow. semi tractor trailers to drive through that pregnant pause. By the way, credit to Al Franken. That's something he used to do with George W. Bush clips. <laughs> when George W. Bush would have those massive pregnant pauses between sentences or phrases, he would drive a, a truck through <laughs> those pregnant pauses. What I want to know uh, is, could oh, you man. fit a dancing, singing frog? Good that question. Place. That's a great question. That's an excellent question. Let's try that experiment. Okay, let's see if we you can get... You just so happen to have one there, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I do. I wondered what that was in your pocket wearing a top hat. <laughs> let's try this new experiment. Or there are advertisers on Twitter that Linda Yaccarina will come and say, you got to stop, man. Or, you know, I can't get these ads because of some of the things you tweet. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Hello, my ragtime gal. Send me a kiss by one. Baby, my heart's on fire. If you refuse me, honey, you lose me. Then you'll be left alone. Oh, baby, telephone and tell me I'm your own. You know, I'm reminded of... <laughs> oh, we got some of you. You got to recommend this. Elon needs a frog to carry around with him, man. It's totally like diffuse those awkward situations by like whipping so up in his Armani jacket <laughs> pocket and pulling out. What is that frog's name? I forget. I don't know, but it's, it's like one Willard of my favorite things in the world. 
Oh, can we do it again, please? Can we just listen to it again? Well, geez, you're asking a lot of my timing on these sound effects. So, uh... <laughs> you are actually being reluctant to use your soundboard? Well, now that you've thrown down the gauntlet, I have to uh -oh. do it. So I was going to say, this is like marrying like the horniest man in the world, and suddenly it's like, oh, I have a headache. I'm not ready to go again. Why are you making me go again? All right, here we go. Let's try it. Or there are advertisers on Twitter that Linda Yaccarino will come and say, you got to stop, man. Or, you know, I can't get these ads because of some of the things you tweet. Hello, my baby. Hello, my baby. <laughs> Hello, my ragtime gal. Send me a kiss by wire. Baby, my heart's on fire. If you refuse me, honey, you lose me. Then you'll be left alone, oh baby. Telephone and tell me I'm your own. You no, know, I'm reminded of. <laughs> <laughs> you need to, uh, Bob. Elon, you need to you edit that no video. Showman. You stepped on the frog's cadenza. Yeah. No, you need to, you need to, you need to get the video of the frog and edit that into the video of that conversation and put it up on Twitter because it's <laughs> fucking funny. <laughs> but, I mean, you have to do, if you if you don't have the video editing software, I do, and I can do it for you. I just need the clip. <laughs> All right. Say, we are now illustrating the inside of T-Rex's head. <laughs> Wait a second, wait a second. Kimberly, I'm going to be late for dinner. I've got an experiment to conduct after the show. Okay. <laughs> Involving a frog. Videos to make, yes. <laughs> so that was fun. Turn this gigantic a-hole into something that's hilarious and, and entertaining. So good. I'm glad we can provide that public service for everybody. Yeah, that was Elon, uh, the gigantic bag of dicks who's in charge of Twitter. Uh, I hope, I hope, I hope at some point that he decides that it's just way too much trouble and embarrassment for him, and he just gives up and hands over the company That's to Yaccarino or something like that. a lot of money. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, it's halved in value. And it'll, I mean, if, if people like me just keep getting disgusted, I just, you can't, the fucking George Soros thing. Yeah. I mean, seriously, it's like when Little Green Footballs was evil. I remember the, uh, the awful, awful blogosphere 1.0 uh, supervillains that we would always push back against. Who did we come up with? Some of those names. Instapundit, Jim Hoft, Gateway, who was, who was also Gateway Pundit. Jim Hoft is still around. Yeah. Glenn, yeah, he's still around. Glenn, Glenn Reynolds. Glenn Reynolds was somebody. Instapundit, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, there was Andrew Breitbart. He was still alive. Uh-huh, yep. In those days. Greg Gutfeld was at Huffington yep. Post for a while there. Yeah, I got into a couple uh, of scrapes with Greg Gutfeld when he was doing that. In fact, I got into God, the shit he was writing was such garbage. I can't tell you how many emails and how many nasty comments I left. <laughs> I was like, okay, let me just like break it down for you, Gutfeld. Yeah. Humor is supposed to be funny. Right, and well. this is not funny. His whole thing was to make fun of the names of other Huffington Post bloggers. <laughs> That was Gutfeld's entire thing on that website. I can see why he's so popular. All right. God, uh, it would suck. I mean, just imagine, like, you're going through life, and the only thing you want to be is a fucking stand-up comedian and, like, a, like, a, like an Eddie Murphy like, comic movie star. Yeah. And you're only as funny as Greg Gutfeld, <laughs> which is to say not funny at all. Can you imagine the well of venom and bitterness that would boil up inside you? Because you think you're funny or you wouldn't have the stream, right? Right, right. right. Uh, there was that rumor going around yesterday about Laura Ingram. Yeah. And I think I know where the rumor started. What's the rumor? The rumor was fired. that she was fired. <gasps> 
Oh, you know, she's one of my bet noirs. I would love that. <laughs> Talk about a face for radio and a voice for mime. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Well, it was going around at the same time that Drudge had a huge, like, siren light breaking news story, which is that it was like, it's, it said this, world exclusive Fox News sets new schedule. And he was basically saying that Hannity is going to move to Tucker's time slot. Then... Uh, What's that? That's 8 p.m.? Yes, and then Jesse Waters is going to move to primetime, and Greg Gutfeld is going to move to primetime. So that would eliminate Laura Ingram from that. Who are they putting up against Caitlin Collins? Oh, uh, Hannity, I assume isn't. Hannity's on. Hannity, I believe, is taking Tucker's place. Yeah, I mean that's that's the rumor from Drudge. Now, I think that's what triggered the rumor about Laura Ingram being fired because if. If the lineup from 8 to 11 on Fox News is Hannity, Gutfeld, and uh, Jesse Waters, then what happens to Laura Ingram, right? Well, I saw last night on TV, it was Hannity, Ingram, Gutfeld. Oh, was it? Uh-huh. Mm. Okay, so no Waters. Uh-uh. That may have been wrong. I, I, mm. Fancy that, Matt Drudge being wrong about something. Yeah, because that's what I saw on the TV machine last night yeah. was Hannity, Ingram, Gutfeld. Why would they move Gutfeld? I mean, Gutfeld seems to be... I'm sorry, I'm just throwing up a little bit in my mouth. Greg Gutfeld seems to be doing quite well in late night at 11.30. Uh, maybe that... I don't know. I, it, that was what I saw on the on my thing last night. Okay. But that's how that all got started, I think. And then it... Uh, I think Fox News was ascribing it to left-wing bloggers or some oh, nonsense. Boy. Yeah, some left-wing disinformers. Like those or, exist anymore. Well, maybe they were talking about Drudge. <laughs> Maybe they considered Drudge to be left wing these days. I don't know because no he's not necessarily pro Trump, and that's the thing. I think Drudge is a is a never Trumper, like Ann Coulter. Anyway, so that's uh, the origin of all of that. The, one of the big news stories come out of yesterday. We'll talk about this uh, before we go to break. Here is uh, how the National Archives has turned over evidence that Trump knew that it was illegal to take classified documents. Yep, they've got. Of course, in, he did. Yeah. Well, they've got internal Trump documents showing that they understood that you can't just take documents out of the White House willy-nilly. National Archives, according, this is according to CNN, uh, has informed former President Donald Trump that it's set to hand over to Jack Smith 16 records that show Trump and his top advisors had knowledge of the correct declassification process while he was president, according to multiple sources. You know, We've I, got him! We've got him! We've got him! We've got him! Yeah. Uh, this is one of those things that, you know, you got to love archivists. <laughs> you got to love librarians because they're coming to the rescue here. And, uh, they May bring s- receipts, yeah. <laughs> yeah. In a May 16 letter obtained by CNN, acting archivist Deborah Steidel Wall writes to Trump, The 16 records in question all reflect communications involving close presidential advisors, some of them directed to you personally concerning whether, why, and how you should declassify certain classified records. (laughs) See, again, this is one of those things where you got to enjoy the stress this is inducing in Donald Trump Mm because now he knows. Whether he admits it in public or not, it's kind of irrelevant. In the real world... This is something that he's going to have to contend with when it comes to, as Lawrence O'Donnell puts it, his own sleep struggle. His attempt to fall asleep at night is now going to be further impeded by uh, the stress and the fear circulating this new information. 
the 16 presidential records, which were subpoenaed earlier this year, may provide critical evidence establishing the former president's awareness of the declassification process. It's a key part of the criminal investigation into Trump's mishandling of classified documents. The records may also provide insight into Trump's intent and whether he willfully disregarded what he knew to be clearly established protocols, according to a source familiar with recent testimony provided to the grand jury by former top Trump officials. Now, I wonder who that leaker is, who that source is. That'll be interesting to find out. Uh, so, yeah, that's all good news. The walls further closing in, the walls of the trash compactor further closing in on Donald Trump's gigantic pumpkin head. How about that? All right. Did you and Buzz get into Giuliani on Tuesday? Oh, yes, but there's more Giuliani. <laughs> there's always, there's more, always Giuliani. more Giuliani. <laughs> yes, but there's now more. Yeah, and it's all gross. It's just yeah. so horrendously gross. Obviously, there are a lot of fun things that could land uh, Rudy Giuliani in prison. Tax evasion, the selling of pardons. Or as I said, I said accidentally, Freudian slip on John Fugelsang's show last night. I said they were selling bribes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there you tr- go. Half true. They were uh, selling pardons for $2 million a pop, and then they would each split a million each. So I would love to find out if that's true or if that's Rudy just making shit up to seem like he's more important than he is, which is always a thing. Now, bear that in mind that these guys, much like the White House plumbers, Buzz and I have been drawing this comparison too, where they're just so full of shit, they're entirely incompetent, they are self-aggrandizing, they will lie about their status to get the things they want or to get closer to Trump himself. So that may have been a factor in this. You know, obviously Rudy needs all the help he can get, Holy God, can you imagine getting a text message from Rudy Giuliani saying, hey, can I shower with you? Ah. Hey, when we're having sex, can I call you my daughter? Ah. I'm I'm sorry, Okay, so there's one positive development out of all this. What's that? Uh, Ben has become fascinated with the word ghoul. Oh, really? Yeah, it is yeah, a good well, word. Ben's, you know, native language is Puerto Rican, or yeah. Spanish, you know, because he's from Puerto Rico. And while his English is better than most Americans' English, that's just a word he'd never used much because he wasn't super sure how to pronounce it because, you know, English. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's G-H-O-U-L, which could be foul just as easy as it could be ghoul. Oh, yeah. You right. know? Um, so, uh, he, but he heard me keep saying that, you know, Rudy was a ghoul. And um, and I sh- he's like, oh, it's that word, you know. Uh, and he now is like, a, he's like, how do you how do you say ghoul? And like, it's like cool with a G, ghoul. Yeah. And he's like, cool. And it's like <laughs> ghoul. He's like ghoul. There, so it's like awesome. ghoulish. But like, yeah, it's a good word to have because yeah. it's, there's really no other word quite for like, since suits Giuliani quite as good well as. Ghoul. Oh, yes, yes, I totally agree. Yeah, yeah. This Nosferatu kind of thing with the scrabbly claws and the glowing eyes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you can actually just incorporate that into his name, Gugliani. If if you just mispronounce that G, give it a hard G at the beginning, it just works perfectly. I cannot believe I let that get by me. What? That's a, the Guliani. Oh, okay. I mean, that's so like, damn, that was low and over the plate and it went wrong. I'm losing my. <laughs> Can we go to break? I'm... <laughs> 
This is something that Buzz and I didn't talk about on Tuesday, and I will say right here here at the outset, it's not going to make you vomit. It's not one of those things that Good. it's just like it's not Yay. it's not about Giuliani raping someone or being naked in any possible way or <sighs> infantilizing yeah. uh, Noel Dumphy, nothing like that. Um, so this is item number ninety six in the lawsuit. It says here, for example, Ms. Dunphy was given access to emails from, to, or concerning President Trump, the Trump family, Don Jr., Ivanka Trump, Eric Trump, Trump's son-in-law, Jared Kushner, former former FBI Director Louis Free, Trump lawyer Jay Sekulow, secretaries of state, former aides to President Trump, such as Steve Bannon, Reince Priebus, and (laughs) Kellyanne Conway, former attorneys general Michael Mukasey and Jeff Sessions, media figures such as Rupert Murdoch, Sean Hannity, and Tucker Carlson, and other notable figures including Newt Gingrich, presidential candidates for Ukraine, President Erdogan of Turkey, why has Rudy got that email? I'm wondering, by the way. The Ailes family, as in oh, Roger shit. Ailes. The Lafrac family. Who is the Lafrac family? I'm not aware of Lafrac. Do they do the fracking and they make earthquakes in places where you don't need earthquakes? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> they're, they're, that's what they call fracking in France. Lafrac. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes Bernard Carrick, Igor Fruman, Lev Parnas, who uh, Kimberly's uh, having an affair no. with, and attorneys uh, <laughs> Mark. <laughs> I'm joking about that. Lev Parnas was sending uh, Kimberly some uh, rather lurid DMs for a period of time there. Ew, nothing, gross. nothing, no, nothing gross, but yeah, I think Lev yeah. Parnas had a thing for Kimberly. Yeah. yeah. I would like to meet you, large blonde American woman. You are Amazon. I find you very, very, very attractive. Roses <laughs> are you. red. My dacha is quiet. Let's you and I have our own pussy riot. <laughs> there we go. Wow. Yeah, I'm not sure if Kimberly wanted me to reveal that information, but it's out there now. Uh, plus, oh, there's more names here. Mark Mukasey, Robert Costello, Victoria Tensing, Fred Fielding, and Joe DeGeneva. So these are all the emails that Rudy turned over to Miss Dumphy, which she has now retained and is probably part of this lawsuit. The other part of uh, the lawsuit. She wears them on a thumb drive and a pendant around her neck. You know? Oh, my God. Yeah. Like- <laughs> I just, I, I can't tell you how much I... Uh, I'm grateful for this story uh, with Rudy Giuliani. I mean, I feel terrible for I'm Noelle so Dumphy, sorry for what she had to go through. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ. Um. Okay, so we've got a lot more show to come here. Trump lost another lawyer. He seems to be bragging about the fact that he ended Roe v. Wade. So we're yeah, going to talk about right. that here in a second. Uh, some Ron DeSantis news. Oh, Tommy Tuberville. We can't. We yeah. can't forget Tommy Tuberville. From the great state. Every time you say his name, I keep hoping it's Tommy Tutone. And it's never, ever, ever. No, unfortunately it's not. It's Tommy Tuberville from Alabama. So we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna talk about Tommy Tuberville from Alabama. 
here in just a second. So, uh, plus uh, a whole lot of other stuff coming up here on our big Thursday show. But first, today's podcast is brought to you by the After Party on our Patreon page. Every Friday, Kimberly Johnson, who's being stalked by Lev Parnas, uh, <laughs> and I record a fourth Bob Seska Show pod- podcast for the week. But this one's totally different from the usual Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday episodes. The After Party is loaded with all the politics you crave while also including uncensored, completely obscene conversations about sex, drugs, movies, television, our personal lives, all the crap we can't get away with on the free show. So please help support this podcast by subscribing to our Friday After Party for just $10 per month, and you're also going to get two Shadow Docket shows every week included in that level of support. Join us here in the fridge, bobseskashow.com, or just click the all-caps Patreon link beneath the logo at bobseska.com, and we thank you. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Bob Seska! Yeah, this is great, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. He's a re- brand new recording artist of the show. This guy's called Dream Kid. And there's a song called Street Lights. If you love 80s synthwave, man, this is this is perfect. One yeah, of those, I'm going to uh, reach out to him on Bandcamp. Yeah, one of those recording artists who, uh, when I get a submission like this, it's one of those things where i got to call Kimberly in the room. Oh, my God, you got to hear this. Get in here. Get in here. It's like, I'm busy. Like, no, you got to listen to Dream Kid. This is I'm amazing. busy talking to Parnas. Yes. <laughs> She's pushing away Parnas. <laughs> yes, again, this is Dream Kid, a song called Streetlights. Link in the description at bobseska.com. Find this episode dated 518.23. Click on the link for that episode. Scroll on down and you'll find the links for uh, Dream Kid and all the independent music we play here on the show. 
Oh, my God. You know who did an amazing uh, uh, plug for this show, for the Bob Seska show, is King Cyborg. King Cyborg made a video on yeah. Instagram about this show and about how we play independent music. And she was very effusive, very, very, very kind to uh, to all of us here. And I, I was so grateful for that because, oh, my God, it's King Cyborg. And she's saying nice things about song. us. Just incredible. King Cyborg, Vixen Noir, a couple of amazing uh, songwriters, recording artists who uh, were just lucky enough to play here on the show. So thank you for that, King Cyborg from Outer Space. I appreciate it so much. Okay. Where I got to tell you, Jody, I, you know, you said, David doesn't want me to sing. I totally want you to sing. <laughs> no, even, I was just fucking with you, man. <laughs> I even tried to lasso uh, Lonnie into this one song that compromised. For, we were, like, we'd finished writing it at the last practice before lockdown. And it's such a great song. And I was like, hey, Lonnie, maybe we can. He's like, dude, I'm busy. I'm like, he is. He's super busy. <laughs> exactly. And I just was like, oh, but maybe someday. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's, he lives in L.A. He's a very talented producer, musician. He's busy. He's got a bunch of antique cars that all need constant maintenance. <laughs> That's very, cool very... And we have a sick cat right now, too, and he's been mm. dealing with her more than... Oh, it's such a shame. Yeah, yeah. yeah, she has to have surgery on Monday. Oh, no. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why the surgery? What What's happening? Um, there's a mass under her tongue. Ooh. And, um, I mean, it came on very quickly because... A, a month ago, she was fine. Yeah. So okay, obviously, that's cancer. And um, so they're PTSD. removing that. Mm-hmm. And then there's another lump on her neck that's exterior that he doesn't think he can operate on. So once we biopsy that, we'll know more about what we're going to do. Um, we've all agreed, the doctors and Lonnie and I have agreed that chemotherapy is not an option for her. No. Um, and luckily, we found transdermal medication because we were trying to give her medication. And she's, you know, A, she's a cat. And two, she's the most finicky cat I've ever known. Yeah. And um, so f- thank God this pharmacy here does transdermal medication. No, that's so good. We're, yeah. we're able to get anti-nausea, appetite stimulant, and pain medication for her for next week. That'll all be just rubbing it on her ear. And she is not bothered by that at all. So what's, your, cat, what's your cat's name again? Boo-boo. Boo boo, yes, okay. So we're all sending boo boo kitty. Yeah, she's a boo boo kitty. To boo boo, yes. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, she's 14 years old. We've discovered so. Oh my god. You know, yeah, we're concerned about her being knocked out. She was knocked out yesterday for not as long, but you know, and she's just she's in pain. She's not comfortable right now. It's always harrowing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, getting back into things here, uh, Trump lost another lawyer, according to yeah. uh, the Guardian's Hugo Lowell. Uh, Trump lawyer Tim Parlatori. Who's that? I don't know. Another one of these like mafia cosplayer guys that Trump yeah, surrounds himself with. Told Trump he was resigning from the legal team, per people familiar uh, with the situation. In the wake of a letter to Congress he co-drafted in the culmination of weeks of frustrations over how he felt he was hamstrung, CNN first reported the departure. Parlatori has been frustrated with Boris Epstein mm. for a long time and went down uh, with... Imagine that. Boris yeah. seems like such a charmer. Yes, he seems like he's making all the right decisions for Donald Trump. Whoever Donald Trump has surrounding him, whispering things in his ear, he needs to keep listening to those people because it's just (laughs) screwing Donald Trump. Trump always makes things worse for Trump, and so do the people who surround him, including Boris Epstein. Did I just say Boris Epstein? That's all right. Well, I mean, he talks like he's got a mouth full of grits. Uh, Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, so uh, what happened was Parlatore went down with Jim Trusty to Mar-a-Lago weeks ago to ask Trump that Boris be cut out of the Mar-a-Lago docs case. But Boris, a longtime trusted advisor to Trump, ended up outlasting him. So Donald Trump is still getting advice from Boris Epstein about the document situation. And <laughs> the actual lawyers who Donald Trump has hired are starting to bail out once again, most likely without pay. That's the fair assumption to make, I think. Uh-huh. So uh, meantime, with Donald Trump, he keeps taking credit for ending Roe v. Wade, which is just so incredibly tone deaf. Keep I, doing it, buddy. Keep doing it. Yes. No, really. Keep bang, you, know, you keep fucking that chicken. <laughs> he said yeah. here on Tr- Truth Central. Truth, Truth Central. After 50 years of failure with nobody coming even close, <laughs> I was able to kill Roe v. Wade, much to the shock. And of course, the word shock is in quotes for some reason. I guess he had to put that in quotes because people would mistake that as being, oh, they were electrically shocked. Is that what happened? Yeah. They got. <laughs> Much to the shock, in quotes, of everyone. I find the random capitalizations more upsetting. Yeah, yeah. More and more of his tweets are just like every word is capitalized. Yeah. And for the well, that first... That makes more sense than the random capitalization of nouns like government. Yeah, exactly. You know, anyway. Yeah. So uh, much to the shock of everyone. And for the first time, put the pro-life movement in a strong negotiating position over the radicals that are willing to kill babies even into their ninth month and beyond. No! That horrendous goddamn lie. It's just staggering. Without me, there would be no six weeks, 10 weeks, 15 weeks, or whatever is finally agreed to. Without me, the pro-life movement would have just kept losing. And this is where he refers to himself. Thank you, President Trump. Thanking himself (laughs) at the end of this. (laughs) And everyone's like, this is our guy. We love this guy. Mm -hmm. This guy. You know, it's an amazing thing to observe this cult. And I'm not observing anything new here. This is no great insight. But Donald Trump is easily, I mean, maybe Vladimir Putin is up there with him. But Donald Trump is easily the most notorious liar in the world right now. You can go to any other country and ask them, who's the biggest liar in the world? They'll most likely say, oh, it's absolutely Donald Trump. Or maybe Vladimir Putin, but probably Donald Trump. But Donald He's Trump's not the best. Yeah. Because other people, other liars have systems. Yeah. I mean, you know, with the lies advance an agenda. Yeah, exactly. He just seems to just flail. Mm-hmm. And par- half of them are, like you said a couple of weeks ago, they're like misfires that he then tries to retcon. Yeah. And it just becomes this, like, cartwheeling fireball of <laughs> bullshit. Um, yes, it's a great way to put n- it. <laughs> no, well, I, let me just say a burning shit wheel. Then, of, you know, because... It's just so, because it's become so far away from truth. At the same time, all of his people believe that he's the only one telling the truth and that everyone else is lying. That is a cult. That is Mm 1,000% brainwashed people. That is so far beyond the realm of reality. Donald Trump is the only world leader who's telling the truth are you kidding me and everyone else is all conspiring to stop this truth teller the guy in the lifts and the girdle and the makeup and the fake hair is the only one who's on the level yeah right 
74 million people in 2020 in the United States cast ballots saying, yes, he should be president again. That's an amazing thing. Because sometimes we get lost in the weeds with Donald Trump and we take a look at individual cases and microscopic, granular, as uh, Rachel Maddow likes to say, granular views of the issues and so on. But when you take a big step back, wow, does the bullshit come into focus. Very, very clear, critical focus when it comes to just how badly these people have been duped, how badly their bullshit detectors are malfunctioning. So please proceed, Donald. P- please keep taking credit for Roe v. Wade. That's going to work out so well Governor, for you. And please proceed. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'll never forget that. Man, that was a glorious debate. Because it felt like... Well, especially it was coming in for that first one in Denver. Right. That it, yeah. Well, yeah, where, it was, where uh, Mitt Romney was doing the gish gallop. Where yeah, he, was, he wasn't Mitt Romney. He was somebody else. Yeah. Well, he was just lie after lie after lie, and Barack Obama couldn't keep up with all of the lies. Yeah. I think Obama was stunned by the vast number of lies coming out of Mitt Romney's mouth. This is what they call the gish gallop. And so by the second debate, though, he was like, I'm ready how for how Lillian yeah. Gish feels about that. I don't know. <laughs> She's no longer with us. Mm. All right, so uh, let's see what else here. DeSantis is rumored to launch his campaign next week. And just perfect timing, <laughs> because it comes on the heels of that, that video of him that's going around this week where he's, like, cackling uncontrollably with the gigantic O mouth. That guy, you can fit, like, three tennis balls in Ron DeSantis's mouth. That's how large <laughs> that yapper is of his. And when he laughs, you can totally see it. He's got no chance. He's got no chance. Unless something happens to Donald Trump, either Donald Trump goes to prison or Donald Trump has a health scare of some sort, Donald Trump's going to be the nominee of the Republican Party. I think that is fait accompli. I think that's done. That's a done deal. We should acknowledge that Donald Trump is the presumptive nominee and operate based on that assumption because I don't see any other Republicans. I just feel like my gut is not telling me that. And, you know, I could be wrong, but I just I feel like Something is going to happen, and like it, you know, it could be a blood clot, it could be an arrest, it could be charges, it could be, I don't know, it could be him doing or saying something so gross yeah. and out of line in public. Yeah, well, that's know. basically what I was saying is that uh, unless there is some sort of unforeseen circumstance, Donald Trump will be the, the nominee of the party. We need to strategize based on that. Uh, and I know, David, I'm sure Hal Sparks agrees with you about that assessment. I think Hal Sparks is still. Hanging on to that idea that, you know, maybe it's Trump, all just a grift. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that Trump isn't really into it and he's going to drop out at some point or something's going to happen to him. He's just incompetent. I mean, basically, what it comes <laughs> down to. is going to swing in on a vine like Tarzan, except his, puddings will, his fingers will be pudding sticky and he won't be able to let go. <laughs> and he'll just yeah. slam into a sheer rock face like George of the Jungle. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's, that's a perfect metaphor. Uh, got a lot more here to talk about today. We're gonna, I want to get into this uh, Tommy Tuberville tape because when Republicans talk about ending elections, believe them when they say that. Plus, we've yes. got a, a new Stephen Miller tape where he did this uh, video that looks like one of those phone book lawyer videos, one of those phone book lawyer commercials, like Better Call Saul. We've got that mm-hmm. still to come here on today's show. So, uh, And you guys know who's getting divorced, right? Oh, yeah. Bobo. Yeah. Oh. Lauren Bobert. Yeah. Oh, poor yeah. Bobo. Family values. 
We're going to talk about that on the Shadow Docket coming up on the Patreon page after we're done. Uh, we're going to officially change her name to Pork Slider, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> okay. We'll reserve that for the Shadow Docket for sure. Okay, more uh, podcasting coming up right after these words. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Bob Seska plays more music. This is Young Gun Silver Fox. The, their album AM Waves needs to be in your record collection right damn now. Yeah, this song is called Mojo Rising from that album. I think it's the only one we can play on the show so far. I need to reach out to those guys again. Just, uh, I love this music so much. Modern Yacht Rock. This is all brand new. It sounds like it was recorded in 1979, but it's brand new music. Again, Young Gun Silver Fox, uh, link in the description to download uh, this song, Mojo Rising, and get the entire album. I advise you to get the whole thing. As your lawyer, I advise you to buy AM Waves by Young Gun Silver Fox. Okay, uh, bobseska.com slash music to submit your work to the show. Tommy Tuberville uh, suggested maybe we shouldn't have elections anymore. Yep. They're just coming right out and saying it. I mean, it was so flagrant that... Tom Nichols, who has been writing extensively about how we shouldn't overuse the word fascism, said, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, this sounds fascist to me. <laughs> so if if Tom Nichols is saying, yeah, this sounds fascist to me, it's fascist. This is Tommy Tuberville from the great state of Alabama. Alabama! I, I can't go the, I can't even talk about it. You know, it, it's so bad. But if people don't go to jail for this... And yeah, he's talking about the Durham report. That's what he's talking about. American people should just stand up and say, listen, enough's enough. Let's don't have elections anymore. I wish there was a special investigation into the voter fraud because it was outrageous what happened. Okay, I'm going to stop oh, right there. what the hell? Okay, so not only does he say that the American people should rise up and say, let's not have elections anymore... But now he's repeating the fact that there was, uh, in parentheses, non-existent voter fraud in the 2020 election. First of all, statistically speaking, there is no voter fraud. 
Right. We talk about that. We've been talking about this for years. It's Except like the villages in Florida and it's all Republicans. Yeah. Yeah. Any, any voter fraud, they rooted out in the 2020 election, which was just anecdotal. And a thousands lot of those, and thousands of dead people voted. Yeah. And all of those people were Republicans. The voter fraud that they did find in 2020 were all Republicans. Likewise, there were audits of the vote counting. Donald Trump paid for one of those audits in Arizona. I think he paid for the other one in Georgia, too. But there was definitely one in Arizona, which we were all following. And they found nothing. In fact, Joe Biden ended up getting more votes coming out of the audit than he had in the original vote counting. So good job. But it doesn't matter. This is just like what, how they're treating the Durham report or how the right. House Republicans are treating the investigation into Joe Biden. Doesn't matter what the facts are. They just like to say, hey, look at that thing. You see that? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Something's going on there. It's what Donald Trump was trying to do with Zelensky in Ukraine and Burisma. Oh, all you got to do is announce that there's going to be an investigation. You don't actually have to have an investigation. I'll take care of the rest. Mm-hmm. No, it's just like the Constitution and the Bible. They just want some papers to wave at you. Exactly. They don't read the shit. Yeah. They don't have yeah. any idea what's in there. They just want it to say what they think it says. So the entire point here is when Republicans start talking about ending elections, uh, take that seriously. Because this isn't bullshit. This isn't bullshit. This is real. And, of course, their deeds and the laws they're passing lead us in that direction anyway. Uh, You know, there were some folks in France that ended elections. And... uh, didn't the you know, 1700s didn't go great yeah. for that crowd. No. Um, they need to maybe look back on that because people are going to get some change. Mm-hmm. Here is Stephen Miller. Uh, I don't know what this is about, but if he was trying to satirize like a Better Call Saul type lawyer commercial. No, that's one degree of irony too far. For yes, him. I think this the is, guy mm-hmm. is a one celled animal. This is I think this is a genuine effort to do that sort of thing. I think this is Stephen Miller being earnest, but unintentionally being satirical. So here's Stephen Miller's phone book lawyer commercial. If you or a loved one were denied a job, raise, promotion or professional opportunity as a result of diversity quotas, equity mandates, affirmative action or other racial preferences, we want to hear from you. Please call us at one eight seven seven AFL five four five four. That's it. I think there was a little more, but I didn't want to give him too much of a plug there for whatever he's trying to raise money for. So yeah, that yeah, was that's totally real. <laughs> yeah, he thought it would sound cool if we put some action movie music behind mm-hmm. it. Right, right. Well, it sounds like this. I had a good job until my boss accused me of stealing. <laughs> I better call Saul. <laughs> I was out partying, minding my own business. You are under arrest. I'd better call Saul. Hi, I'm Saul Goodman. Okay, by the way, I just want to interject here. This sounds so much like Cliff Schechter. It does a little. Bob Odenkirk and Cliff Schechter could do voiceovers as each other. They could, like, trade places, just voice alone. And they could get away with it. <laughs> All right. I was I, just thinking that it sounded like a detuned Alex Jones. 
Um, no. it's just a few steps up from, hi, I'm Saul Goodman. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But I also believe that Huey Lewis and, and David Lee Roth are the same person in different stages of intoxication. <laughs> <laughs> this definitely sounds like Cliff. I'm not saying Cliff is a scam artist like, uh, uh, like Saul Goodman, but their voices sound so similar. Hi, I'm Saul Goodman. Did you know that you have rights? <laughs> the Constitution says you do. And so do I. I believe that until proven guilty, every man, woman, and child in this country is innocent. And that's why I fight for you, Albuquerque. Better call Saul. <laughs> that sounds just like Cliff. I've completely really lost the point of why I'm playing that. Yeah. What's that? I totally can't unhear it. Yeah. They sounded like Cliff Schechter. <laughs> Go back and listen to one of my interviews with Cliff or watch one of his videos on his YouTube channel, and you'll be like, oh, my God, that's, he sounds exactly like Bob Odenkirk. <laughs> How can we work this into a prank? Who wants Bob Odenkirk to call them with a screenplay <laughs> That's a, Maybe Cliff should do cameos as Bob Odenkirk. Now, like, Ben Shapiro wants to be a screenwriter so bad. Oh, does he? What if we called him as Bob Odenkirk? And, and you think he'd get suckered into believing that Cliff Schechter is Bob Odenkirk? I mean, like, why would Bob Odenkirk call Ben Shapiro and offer him a job? Because Besides, he's it's, visible. Okay. He's out there writing and talking all the time, and Bob Odenkirk is going to be like, look, I can see from your writing that you're, like, you know, a very talented guy, and I, I, I've heard you're into screen, and I need someone to help do this screenplay for me. No, see, we can't do that to Bob Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk's too cool, too talented to, to play that. See, that would almost be a prank on Bob Odenkirk more than nah, it would be a he'd prank get a on kick Ben Shapiro. It'd be hilarious. <laughs> Let's play that again. I want to play Let's that. Let's call Cliff right now. <laughs> Let's call Cliff on the phone. Let's get him on the phone. Hey, who's on my phone? Hi, I'm Saul Goodman. Did you know that you have rights? <laughs> the Constitution says you do, and so do I. I believe that until proven guilty, every man, woman, and child in this country is innocent. And that's why I fight for you, Albuquerque. Better call Saul. It, and it really Ooh, sounds I like you have Cliff's number. Yeah. Yeah. So do I. No. I'm honey. calling him. I'm calling him right now. And I'm gonna get him on speaker. I'm gonna tell him what we're doing and see if he's into it. No, don't, don't no, do that. Don't. Please. No. It'll be so fun. No, we're no. besides we're at the end of the show anyway. See that? There's the end of music. Once that's you starts, are playing me off. Once that's you are playing me off. <laughs> Fuck it. We'll do it live. <laughs> what does that mean to play us out? What does that mean? What does that mean? As though he doesn't know what that means. Right. That's the dumbest thing out. about that. Yeah. Bill O'Reilly didn't know what to play us out means. Okay, come on. Give me a break. He was just being a dick. Okay, uh, let's see what else here. Oh, yeah, by the way, the cowardly Republicans in the House punted their decision about criminally indicted George Santos to the Ethics Committee. Yeah, fucking, so, and then they're trying to um, oust Adam Schiff. They're they're trying to get they're trying to unseat him, boot him out of Congress. Is yeah, that, they're they're t- Kevin McCarthy's talking about getting rid of Adam Schiff. Oh Jesus, that's insane. because of the stupid Durham bullshit. Really? Yeah. So but no, no. Listen, you know George Santos is innocent until proven guilty, but Adam Schiff, which is, I don't know what he thinks he found in the Durham report, but excuse me. Yeah, it has nothing. Stop. The Durham oh report God. had no, nothing to do with Adam Schiff. I know. It was about. This it was just, an, just like when they fired this one coach at my high school for like molesting a girl, and then they tried to get the teacher who instigated the process was the mandated reporter fired. Yeah, it's exactly like that. It's like he's mean. We don't like him. 
Yeah, I thought the Durham report was an investigation into the origins of Crossfire Hurricane. It was, so I don't know what the fuck is in Because it's a stupid report to even think about reading, but still. Yeah. Well, you know what this is? This is retribution for uh-huh. two impeachments Absolutely. against Donald Trump. This is petty vengeance. That's all that is. And I'd like to find proof. I'd like to hear their evidence that mm-hmm. Adam Schiff behaved inappropriate, inappropriately in any way, shape, or form. Or mm-hmm. illegally in any way, shape, or form. Because they're not even going to find that the FBI behaved illegally. I know. I don't think Adam Schiff could behave inappropriately after six shots of tequila. (laughs) That guy is he's clean teacher. Yeah, trust me. We've tried to get him drunk at Stephanie's. The man is smart. (sighs) Is he just impervious to alcohol? Is that he's impervious to any sort of getting information that he is not willing to give? (laughs) <laughs> or can't give because he has, you know, top secret clearance. So he's like, no, I can't tell you that. And I'm like, come on, have a glass of wine. <laughs> so funny. This is like when my ex came back from D.C. on vacation and he was a, a fucking Scooter Libby grand juror. Wow. Oh, wow. oh my God. All right. We'll uh, talk about that on the Shadow Docket. Yeah, coming up next, see you at patreon.com slash Bob Seska Show. See you over there, folks. Bye-bye. Mm. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Hello, my ragman gal. Send me a kiss by wire Baby, my heart's on fire If you refuse me, honey, you'll lose me Then you'll be left alone Oh, baby, telephone And tell me I'm your own